This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it, Brittany? My name. My name. Is, <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's my name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Okay, so I wanted you on, and we've been chatting for a while, because you're doing something in Australia mm -hmm. that, as I understand it, has never been done for national news. Or not news, national network coverage. That's correct. correct? Yeah, that's correct. So we are working on a TV series here at the moment in Australia that is a hunting show. And we're doing it at a level... How the hell did you get Australian... Well, National on, broadcasting. On. I need to clear something to... up. Before we go too far, let's not jump ahead here. We are in the production stages. We have just signed uh, with a distribution company to handle distribution of the series within Australia, within New Zealand, within North America, and some other countries around the world. So it's an, it's Amazing. an international... It's an international uh, venture that we're, we're trying to push so 
I can't say too much about who will be airing the show or anything like that. Okay, sure, sure. We're, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna commit because at the moment we're actually negotiating between a couple of networks. Okay, okay. But let's just let's just step back and say the goal. The goal, and we yeah. think it's it's pretty. Well, it's happening. Um, it's happening. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Is that a hunting show mm-hmm. for the first time ever? Mm-hmm. Is going to air on a national network in Australia. Correct. Amazing. Yep. Now, amazing, (laughs) yet you have the weight of the hunting community on your shoulders. I know, and I'm feeling it now. Trust me, now that it's gone public, um, it's, you know, this has been a project that I've been working on for almost three years now. Um, so before you say that, why don't you introduce yourself? Because I I do I do a terrible job of introducing people because I just jump right in. Sure. Uh, my name's Craig Pringle. I'm a hunter, uh, fisherman, outdoorsman, father, fiance, husband to be, and a cinematographer. And I make TV. <laughs> you know what I like? I I I started calling the folks that I work with cameramen. Mm-hmm. And I don't call them cameramen anymore. Mm-hmm. I call them my storytellers. That's what we do. That's yep. what we do. We tell stories with pictures, and um, and it's you know it's a, it's a it's a massive thing these days because we are bombarded with uh, with uh, you know content consistently, consistently. Um, you know having. Uh, video put in front of you is easy now. Everyone's got a camera in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the real art of, um, you know, of of capturing something is being able to tell a story. And that's, yeah, that's that's what it comes down to, I think. Yeah, that's what so three years ago, mm-hmm. you had this crazy idea. Three years ago, I had a crazy idea. Um being a, a hunter, and I think I think I've heard you say it, and, and it's a pretty common uh, sort of um, comment that's made is that hunting has a PR problem, not just in Australia, hundred percent, but around the world. Hundred um, percent. You know, and and that's something that 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 was a message that I, I just kept hearing over and over again, um, and I wanted to do something to combat that. And to, uh, you know, not just give hunters a voice as such, but I want to show the non-hunting community what hunting's all about. Not just tell them, not just post about it on social media. And I'm not, I'm not a very good social media person. I don't, you know, I've got an Instagram account. Well, I've actually got a couple, but... I don't really use it very often. I think I, post, yeah, yeah. I posted something this morning for the first time in about six months. So I'm not very good at that. <laughs> um, and so I just wanted to do something uh, to show the non-hunting community what hunting was all about. And uh, in my head, I had this idea for a, for, for a TV show because that's what I do. That's my job. I work, I work in the TV industry here in Australia, um, you know, that's that's my. I'm not going to say nine to five because it's more than that. But that that's that's what I do every day. Um, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to 
you know, take that knowledge that I had in, um, in making television and documentaries and that sort of thing and put it to good use and telling the story of hunters around Australia. Um, it's taken... Haven't you found that that's a void, right? It's almost like, and that's, I keep asking myself, like, the antis mm. have documentary after documentary after mm-hmm. documentary against us. Mm-hmm. We don't have any documentaries. Like, exactly. where the hell are our documentaries? Exactly, exactly. And this is and, and and this is the conversation that I started having three years ago, where I was talking to people within the industry, um, openly about hunting. I, I took I, I actually you know, and that's and, and I'm sure there's there's a lot of hunters that would understand um, that three years ago especially like I, I i was a proud hunter i wouldn't not tell someone that i was a hunter because i was ashamed of it or anything like that i, I was you know i would always tell someone that i am a hunter but i wouldn't go out of my way to tell someone that i was a hunter um you know especially in certain situations but that changed three years ago because every situation that i was in i put it out there and i just wanted to see what the reaction was and i'll, I'll be honest i never had any kickback face to face and that's yeah, you know, you never have any. No one's ever going to tell you you are pos face to face because you're a hunter. <laughs> <It's interesting. laughs> so um, I took that and I, I sort of ran with that a little bit and, and put put the uh, the feelers out there and um, yeah, I pretty much just decided that that's what I was going to do. I was going to make a documentary series uh, about hunters in Australia and show everybody what hunting is all about, what hunters are all about, what the, um, what the positives are for hunting and, uh, and yeah, just ran with it. So it's taken a few shapes over the years. Um, we went through a pretty big lockdown last year through, um, through COVID. So I was sitting at home (laughs) for months (laughs) and I used that time to really develop the show and, and, um, we actually got some really uh, great television professionals that are very accomplished in the Australian um, industry on board to help develop it. Um, I'll give him a shout out. Tim Wise, journalist and uh, producer. He's, he's a great guy and a very talented producer. And he's done numerous uh, documentaries. He's uh, covered the wars over in um, oh, way back into like uh, – um, gone blank now. Desert Storm. Yeah, all, all through the. Um, hang on, sorry, man. Initial invasion of Iraq. Before, before Iraq, um, he was over in Kuwait, Syria, Kuwait. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's he's done a lot of stuff uh, with the BBC, um, CNN. A lot of the big networks over here, six, uh, 10 or 9, 60 Minutes, he's a very accomplished uh, journalist and producer. So he's jumped on board. Um, and Is he yeah. a hunter or non-hunter? And this is the interesting thing. So when I first spoke to him, I remember it so clearly. I was sitting, we were actually working on another TV series at the time and I was... Uh, I was the cameraman and he was the producer. So you work together uh, in the in the production company you work for. So this was through uh, this is for another network show that we were working okay. on, um, and we are, we're we're driving around on a shoot, 
and I said, I call him Wisey. And I said, hey, Wisey, I've got an idea for a TV show. He said, oh, yeah, pitch it to me. So I did. And he said, whoa, that's very controversial. <laughs> and I said, I know, but that's why I want to do it because you just need to um, you need to see what I want to do. You've got to see what I've got on paper and we need to tell these stories. And he said, all right, let's do it. Um, and I must say that, you know, his um, – his views have changed. I take it from his reaction. He was, he's a non-hunter. He's a non-hunter. Well, okay. he was a non-hunter. <laughs> Interesting. He is now a hunter. Wow. We've, we've, uh, this was, we started filming in November last year. Um, and so we've been on numerous trips all around Australia. Um, we've been to Tasmania. Um, we've done a lot of high country trips in Victoria. We've done, uh, trips in New South Wales, and most recently all the way up to Cape York, um, far north Queensland. And um, by the end of the five weeks up in Cape York, he said to me, I'm converted. I'm a hunter. <laughs> so, he hadn't pulled the trigger yet. He has. Okay. He has. He has. He made the decision and he, you know, he, he, was, he was around it. Um, hunting and, you know, uh, bows and guns uh, for a number of weeks. And, yeah, he decided that he was going to participate, and he did. And so he's got one on the board, um, which is which is great. And uh, now he's going to follow that, follow that on back home. So he's, he's applied, um, you know, for his game license and all that sort of thing, and he's, he's going to go ahead. So... It's, uh, so for the American audience that's listening to this, mm. um, I think it's good context for them to understand the perception of hunters in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, I've said it before um, on some talking heads, you know, when we talked about Australia or whatnot, mm -hmm. but, and, and it's not unlike the perception of hunters in America. Mm -hmm. So if you had to ask a general non-hunter or even a general hunter, Mm -hmm. What would be a perception, an almost a physical manifestation of what a hunter looks like in Australia? What does that look like? That looks like a large man in a checkered shirt, probably a beard, I would say. Uh, just a really big beard, probably drinking a lot of beer, driving around in a ute or a pickup, shooting up the bush. And if it got hot, he was in a wife beater, right? Yeah, with tomato sauce on it. Yeah. <laughs> tomato sauce for all, all Americans is ketchup. Ketchup. And yeah. Ketchup. The, the, but but tomato sauce is legit. Tomato sauce. Good. It's not fake ketchup. Rob, Robbie, Robbie, actually, can I just side side note here? You're South African, right? That's right. I'm South African. I was No, born, you're not. I was born in Cape Town. I grew up in South Africa. Ridiculous. All gold tomato sauce. 100%. That is. 1,000%. Anybody listening to this podcast right now, go and Google all gold tomato sauce. Yep. Buy it. I don't care how expensive it is. <laughs> Get it shipped to your house. It will change your life. 100%. Anyway, sidetrack. Side sorry. <laughs> Hashtag all gold. <laughs> so the perception of hunters in Australia is exactly yeah. the same as America. There's you know just a bunch yeah. of rednecks, and it's a perception. It's a bunch of rednecks that have no um, thoughts to abiding by the law. 
They have no ethics. They are just out to slaughter and kill and just leave it rotting in the field, take the head if they want to take the head, and off they go. That's right. Just bloodthirsty killers, essentially. Something that you'd see in a horror movie. So definitely perception changing is needed in Australia. Yes, totally. Totally. And that's, you know, and I think, you know, we can talk about it all we want. Um, and like we, we mentioned earlier, you know, it's a visual storytelling and that is so powerful. We need to show people. We can, we can talk okay. about it. Um, but I, my opinion is we need to show people what it's all about. Give so let punch- me, I'm going uh, to, go yeah. ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, just give hunters not only a voice, but a chance to show everybody um, or everyone in the non-hunting community what it's all about. Okay, so let me poke a little bit mm-hmm. because to change perceptions, mm-hmm. you have to have individuals that you showcase that are against the norm. Yes. Against the, against the perception is what I'm right. trying to get at. Correct. So have you found those individuals in Australia? I think we have. I think we have. So I'll, I'll give the, the audience a bit of context as to what the, the show is about. Um, I wanted to... What's it called? What's the show called? Okay. The, courts, uh, the show is called The Season. Why is it called The Season? Why is it called The Season? Because I wanted to show all the different hunting seasons, all the different areas. I think in Australia especially, it's such a big, um, such a big place that there's different types of hunting that happens all around Australia at different times of the year. Um, And I wanted to sort of play on that a little bit. And we're going to feature hunting from all around Australia at all different types uh, times of the year. So the name, the season just stuck. (laughs) So that's what it is. It's the hunting season. And um, we wanted to, yeah, like I said, showcase uh, hunting all around Australia and people from all around Australia. Um, and we we searched high and low to try and find the right people from different backgrounds, from different um, uh, hunting styles and different areas. And um, we came up with some really awesome people that I think, or we think, I should say now, it's not just me now, we've got an awesome team working on it. Um, we think that these people are great spokespeople for hunting in Australia and around the world as well. You know, that's sure, sure, that's sure. what it is. Um, and what I wanted to do was take each of these characters, well, let's call them because <laughs> they are characters, um, and and showcase. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. Let's. Not, we know the individuals, and we may talk about the actual individuals, or oh, we well, may keep them well, anonymous. Well. Um, no, no, we'll, we'll, but we'll definitely talk about it. I don't think I don't think we can call a Ben Solaris talent, so we'll <laughs> just call him a character. Okay. Do you know what his Do you know what his nickname is? Uh uh-uh. uh From now on, we we will refer to Ben Solaris as the butcher. The butcher. That doesn't yeah. sound like perception changing content. <laughs> this is only for the podcast, though. We're not going to call him the butcher on the show. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Um, So, well, we'll start with Ben. Um, Ben is one of the guys that we've got on board for the show. I think he's a great spokesperson for hunting in Australia. He's been hunting. 1,000% agree with you. 
Yeah, I mean, you probably know he's been hunting, well, bow hunting specifically since he was ankle high. Um, His dad, Peter Solaris, was one of the original founding members of the Tully Bow Hunters Club in in far north Queensland. And um, he's also a very accomplished bow hunter. And we actually had the pleasure of hunting with Ben and his dad um, for part of the series. So that was awesome to see. Yeah. Um, and Pete Solaris actually shot a pig for the first time in 18 years with his son. So it was a very special moment. Very special moment. Um, so that was um, one of the characters. Do you want to go through some? You want to go through your other characters? I don't know how much you want to like let out. Oh, or... it's, it's out there now. Let's talk about it. I'm I'm happy to to talk about it. I think everyone. Um, yeah, I think it's worthwhile for sure. So. Um, well, so why Ben? Let's ask. Let's ask. Let me ask this. Why Ben? Family bow hunting. Yes. So basically, what we we're looking for in um, the people that we wanted to to document and showcase was someone, or uh, yeah, someone that could articulate the reasons why why they hunt, why it's important, um, and that I think that was like the first uh, the the first sort of. Uh, things that we were looking for in people. Um, you know, there's a lot of great hunters out there, don't get me wrong, um, but we just wanted someone that could actually articulate the reasons why and explain to a non-hunting audience what it is to them and um, everything you that's around You think it's important them. for hunters to have that elevator pitch ready to go? I think so. I think so, Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, everyone's different. Everyone has different skill sets. Um, and I think that, you know, being able to articulate a touchy subject or articulate an idea or an ideal in, in a way that's not going to offend someone, that's not going to shut them down and um, push them aside and sort of, you know, make judgment straight away. I think it's, it's a big skill to have. Like, and not, and not, not everyone can do it, you know. I'm not very good at it, to be honest. I, I, I don't think I'm very good at trying to debate a, a subject with someone if, if, I've, if I think one particular way. So, yeah. Sure, sure. I think, I think that every hunter should have um, at least some form of uh, ammunition to, to have yeah have a response to to be able to explain the reasons why they do it in a in a non-offensive and non-aggressive way i think mm-hmm. that's important mm-hmm. yep all right so ben was one so uh, ben, who's next we've got a guy in victoria called patrick galvin he's actually an irishman living in victoria okay. ex-pro rugby player and ultra athlete this dude is is a madman he is an absolute madman. Runs a marathon for breakfast. Quote, run a marathon for breakfast. Unquote. Um, does uh, the ultra marathons, hundred k's through the mountains, that sort of thing. Really, really fit guy. Really motivating guy. To be honest, he's is is an absolute legend. And he's just taken up bow hunting. So he's a new he's new to bow hunting. Um, mm. He's been doing it for about two or three years, but comes from a very corporate background, project management, yep. wears a suit and tie to work, nine to five, 
but on the weekends he's in the camo and he's out there doing it. And um, his mentor is Brad Murphy, um, another great uh, spokesperson for hunting in Australia. And uh, Patrick and Brad have been sort of hanging out and working together to get Patrick's, um, you know, archery skills in check and getting, you know, getting all that ready. And he's one of those, Patrick's is one of those guys that once he gets something in his head, he just goes 110% and um, absolutely nails it. So, yeah, he's he's also um, someone that we wanted on board because it's looking at it from a different perspective. He hasn't been hunting since he was six. He's been Love that. only been doing it for a couple of years, you know what I mean? And I think people, if you've been hunting since you were six, you've got a different view of why you hunt to someone that's just started hunting. So I wanted to yeah, exactly the question of that person, like why did you even begin mm-hmm. two years ago? Correct. Great question. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And and also I wanted to have that contrast. And then we've got um, uh, there's a, a girl in uh, Tasmania by the she's actually in the states at the moment now. Sarah Glover. She's yeah, she's stuck. Yeah, she's stuck in America. <laughs> <laughs> so we were actually supposed to have her back in Tasmania November. Um, to to carry on filming, we've filmed half of her her part. So um, great cook, by the way, Sarah Glove, great cook, absolutely phenomenal. She's an absolute legend, and um, yeah. So we we actually spent some time with her and her brother in Tasmania, um, hunting wallaby, and um, and we actually did some underwater hunting as well. We've got some crayfish and abalone and that sort of thing. So I want to. So she's really the the chef side of things. So showing the hunter gatherer being able to put it, it on the table, um, you know, showcasing that. Um, and then uh, we've got another great guy up in New South Wales who is uh, doing great things for hunting as it as it stands right now. Uh, Eamon Waddington. So mm. he runs. A, I know Eamon a lot. Broadside hunting. Broadside hunting. Big shout out to those boys because um, they're doing an excellent Hunter job. education, man. Taking a bunch of people ev- all the time, brand new hunters out in the field and just yep. saying, this is how it is, boys. This is how it is. And and they do a great job of it. And um, yeah, they just they offer up their knowledge every weekend and they give up their weekends to, to teach other people how, um, you know, how it's done. So hats off to them. For sure. So, yeah. So we had that. Uh, um, yeah, we're up there filming with Eamon for a number of weeks. and um, So that seems very East Coast-ish for those that are, you know, again, the audience that is not geographically inclined to understand Australia. Mm-hmm. You just went from the, the tip of the East Coast of Australia mm-hmm. all the way down to a little island that is off the bottom of Australia, still on the East Coast, and then New South Wales is almost in the middle. Yep. Anything on the West? Anything in the North yet? Uh, so we are talking with Adam Kavanagh. Yeah, I don't know him. Oh, you got to look him up. He's, he's okay. I'll story. check him out. Yeah, Adam Kavanagh. He actually just um. Oh, hang on a moment. Yeah, it's out. So he just. Uh, <laughs> I was going to double check. I wasn't going to talk about stuff that I'm not going to talk about. But he's just finished um doing Naked and Afraid with Discovery Channel, and um so he went to Namibia, butt naked. Lived off the land oh, for man. a month or whatever it was. And I don't know if you've ever been to Namibia. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's a desert. It's a desert. So. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. So he, um, he's got a great story about hunting and gathering and living off the land and all that sort of thing. And he, he's basically just gone off grid and he lives out. Um, he's pretty much on the border of Queensland and Northern Territory, a place called Dumaji. And, um, Lives in a mud hut. Not 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 chinchilla. Not chinchilla. Further north west, I think it is. It's a very small little crazy. Place. And I, I just it's the only town that I know because Solaris lives in it. And I was like, you live in a town called Chinchilla. <laughs> Do you know what's funny though? It's probably one of the more normal sounding names for Australia. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. There is a couple of crackers. So so Adam's a bow hunter. Um and yeah, he lives in a mud hut essentially in uh, in in Dumaji, and he's gone full off grid. Lives in a pair of shorts, so a totally different perspective on amazing hunting and living and and just being. So yeah, he's yeah he calls it the Zen Den. I think it's what he calls it. So he he's very very zen living out there, living off the land. So, I can't so when you filmed him out there, when you filmed him out there, what are you guys staying in? Oh, a swag? We're Between much... two trees? Yeah. Oh, not even. They're freestanding. Just a canvas rollout. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Canvas rollout. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. So <laughs> the other boys, I'm, I'm pretty used to it. Uh, I've spent a lot of time on the road and in the bush and all that sort of thing. But the other boys that were in the crew, I think, um, yeah, it took a little bit of... Freshies. Yeah, freshies, yeah. I was just joke- I was joking with one of the other guys saying make sure you do your swag up every night every morning you don't want any snakes and stuff getting in there <laughs> or crocodiles <laughs> so, yeah it was a bit of a running joke but yeah so Adam we haven't actually been up to film with Adam yet we've, we're going to get Sweet. up there we've got a bit of a COVID pandemic happening here in Australia at the moment as no the- no, no no stop 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 time out time out time out yeah. you cannot call a pandemic in Australia twenty cases man. 20 cases they sh- they shut new zealand down with one bloody case man don't and it's like oh smokes don't even get me started it's, it's killing me it's killing me but anyway let's not talk about that <laughs> all right so where else are you gonna go where else are you so gonna go that, so we've got that and then we've got our last uh last set of characters is dylan and kira smith that live up in um sort of outback new south wales that again, interesting story that uh, we call them the off-grid couple. So they live on a um, a small farm. They raise their own livestock. They hunt for meat. They fish, um, grow their own veggies. Uh, and yeah, he's a he's actually a teacher, like a school teacher. So again, interesting concept. They've sold everything up, moved out, and you know live off the grid, and but still live a normal normal inverted commas sure 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 you know so yeah i think we've we've tried to capture um a a a good spread of of people Mm -hmm. around around australia and um, almost keep south australia west australia northern territory for season two maybe definitely the thing is it's 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 purely a time and a budget thing that's and that's right right we, we, we've got some people that we're talking to, especially in WA, especially in South Australia uh, and the Northern Territory as well. Um, but it's, it's, as you know, man, it's expensive. It's expensive. Hell yeah. And, um, you know, I'll, uh, we've got a couple of uh, brand partners on board to help, you know, fund the show. 
uh, that it's been, you know, massive, massive, it's been a massive help to have them on board. But essentially, we're just selling an idea at the moment. So, you know, I have to send a massive thanks out to them for having confidence in us and, you know, jumping on board when it's just been an idea and a bit of paper, essentially. <laughs> so. Well, um, the Vimeo links you sent me just it looks phenomenal and it looks just like I thought it should look Thank in you, terms yeah. of the cinematography, in terms of, you know, it has a very Blood Origins feel, which mm-hmm. is what which is what I would expect in that it's it needs to look beautiful. Mm-hmm. It needs to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. It needs to feel like you're a part of nature. You need to be a part of the outdoors. These different characters are embedding in different environments and they are mm-hmm. feeling a part of it. They're participating in this thing that yeah. is the outdoors. I've got to get you a job, mate. You've got to come and be a spokesperson. You can describe the show better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm telling you, it's funny, man. I'm write that I, down. I need... Uh, well, you can. You've got the podcast. It'll be forever ingrained, and you can write it down. But no, man. You know, I need to get to Australia, and obviously, I've got family in Australia, and this this whole COVID situation. My dad passed away in August last year oh, in um, Lemon Tree Passage in New South Wales, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we haven't been able to get back. So it's yeah. now. I don't know what we'll do. Like, if it continues into twenty twenty two. Like, I don't know if we'd be able to handle my two savages, myself and my wife in quarantine in, South, in, a, in a hotel in Sydney for two weeks. I uh, think we'd kill each other. Well, yeah. Um, but we may have to brave it to be able to get in and then just spend three months there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, was, I was just having but, a conversation, uh, I think it was yesterday morning, actually, about, you know, what what needs to be done now, what sacrifices need to be made to actually, you know, open back get up. places and, and get, get places and get things done and see the people that we need to see and, and all that sort of thing. So yep. yeah, it's, it's just a crazy time. Really. It really is. So if you had your druthers, when are we, when would we anticipate the season hitting the airways? Um, so, I really want to see it on air um, by uh, Easter next year, so early 22. Yeah. We, we're, we're supposed to be finished filming by the end of September. That was uh, – sorry, end of November was meant to be when we yeah. have everything filmed and done. And we've already started cutting and editing the first um, – the first drafts of the the uh, the episodes. So how many episodes? There's eight episodes. Eight episodes, and the way that we've structured it is, uh, I think, is unique, especially in in the hunting um, uh, realm. And that is, we're going to have multiple storylines running side by side. So one episode isn't just going to be Ben Solaris Cape York pig hunting with his bow. That's not how it's going to be structured. The whole episode will be probably four four of the people hunting different species in different places all around um, Australia, and then their oh, storylines like intercutting. You know, so every every mm-hmm. episode will have a bit of hunting action, a bit of cooking action, a bit of messaging. You know, trying to you know showing the other side of hunting. So. Um, yeah, essentially, viewers will be able to follow along the journey of their season, um, 
I yeah, like it. Through, through the eight episodes. So, yeah, it'll be something a little bit different anyway. So early next year, all going well with COVID and all that sort of stuff. So we, we were so lucky. We just got home um, from filming with Ben. Literally, I got home on on the Monday and we went into lockdown again on the Friday, I think it was. And we've been in lockdown ever since. So, um, yeah, we're pretty lucky to get away and get all the filming that done um, that we did. So we'll just see what happens. But I'm, I'm confident it's happening. Either way, it's happening. We've committed. We're in. So. Well, as I said to you before out. through Instagram, you know, we're here to help you. Uh, so Thanks, let Robin. us know how we can help. And I love the message. I love the intent. Mm-hmm. Love everything about it because it's essentially what we're all about. Yeah. Uh, thank you. We, we want to champion those types of causes anywhere we can. So. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll send the same offer to you um, from us and our production company. Um, you know, if you need, ever need anything done over here in Australia, filming-wise or editing or anything like that, just reach out let me know. We, we're happy to help yes, wherever sir. we can and you know, do whatever we can to, to get our message out there. We've got to all work together and, you know, stand by each other and, and uh, prove to everyone that uh, – being a hunter is all worthwhile. You got it. 100%. Mm. Well, I wish you all the best of luck, man. Let me know how it goes. Keep us informed. Will do. And for the audience, check out the Season AU on Instagram. Um, We're about to launch very soon uh, officially. So, yeah, jump on the gram and and give us a follow if you're keen to to see what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. Check them out on Instagram, theseason.au. Oh, Um, underscore AU, sorry. Oh, this underscore AU. Right. The season underscore <laughs> AU. He'd see, yeah. this is how good a social media whizzy is. He doesn't even know his oh, Instagram right. handle. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But um, someone will do it eventually. <laughs> I'm just right, brother. making TV, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you, mate. Appreciate your time. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, Do what's right to convey the truth around hunting. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.